My Hockey Hero is proudly supported by eBay Canada. Hello, my name is Dean. I live in Burlington, Ontario, and I love hockey. Ever since I was a kid, I collected hockey cards with spare change my dad gave me. As a black person, to see others like me on the ice inspired me. They were my role models and showed me hockey is a game for everyone. I've collected 100 rookie cards for NHL's black and biracial players, and I'm going to talk to all of them so you can learn their stories. Claude Vilgrain was born in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, and moved to Quebec City when he was very young. He played in 89 National Hockey League games with Vancouver Canucks, New Jersey Devils, and the Philadelphia Flyers. He used to collect the cards, and I was always trying to get the Montreal Canadiens cards. Guy Lafleur was my idol at the time. and. Uh, I always remember that day. Um, I'm in Utica, New York, a farm team, and then I get undressed and I look at my mail slot there, and there's an envelope from somebody. So, so I open. Usually, you get letters to sign, little you know, piece of paper and stuff like that. And I opened it, and that was the hockey card. I got my own hockey card. I grew up collecting hockey cards, and all of a sudden, there's one with myself and my stats and. <laughs> it's almost like it arrived. When Claude was growing up, hockey wasn't part of his day-to-day -day family life, but it all changed with a gift. Uh, I was born in uh, Haiti and I grew up in Quebec City. Hockey wasn't part of our family's uh, makeup. Um, I always tell that story uh, uh, when I turned eight, uh, I had a, a birthday party in my house, and then one of my uncles bought me a tabletop hockey game. So, so we said, you know, the two teams were Montreal and Toronto, I think, and we spent the whole night, the whole day playing uh, uh, the, uh, that game. And then, uh, in um, when everybody left, I sat down, and that was hockey night in Canada, and I was watching Montreal against Chicago and I didn't realize that Montreal was uh, at the team it was the team with a CH I thought Montreal was Chicago because it was a CH on the jersey so I'm cheering for Chicago thinking they were Montreal and I watched the rest of that game and then I, I, I was hooked after playing that tabletop and I told my parents I want to play hockey the next year and then next next winter comes along and and then uh, I, that's how I started to play. When Claude first took the ice, he was unprepared and could barely stand. The next winter, basically back in the days, we in our town, we didn't have an indoor rink, so everything was outside. And then I just registered and I had a couple of cousins that uh, was trying to give me some tips. So uh, I got to the rink and then uh, for a tryout in the game and uh, people told my, my mom and my dad that, hey, uh, your son needs shin pads and elbow pads and things like that. So so my mom went back home and then she didn't know what to do. And she found a couple of Sears catalogs and I used that as shin pads. And that started. I remember uh, that first year I was, 
I couldn't stand on my feet. And uh, and then during the summer, I played a lot of ball hockey. And by the time I was able to uh, stand on my skates, I was scoring three, four or five goals a game. So it didn't take long. As Claude grew in confidence, he still preferred to be on a team with his friends over more competitive teams. I was one of those guys that uh, when he got very competitive, I um, if I was making a double E team and my buddies didn't make it, so I would go down to the A level with them. I would make a triple E team. I would do the same thing. Uh, same thing. I would go down with my buddies and have fun playing with them and scoring tons of points. The local community around Claude did everything they could to help him and his parents understand the game. The the hockey people in the community and uh, they uh, they were trying to uh, uh, teach my parents the game and explain uh, what's happening, tournaments and fees to play, all kind of things like that. Uh, but the funny thing when I uh, I got uh, drafted by uh, the junior team uh, in Laval it was Laval. And then uh, they told my dad. My dad didn't know nothing about that. And those people were coming. They came once, and my mom and my dad didn't want me to go at all. So, so my my dad was asking those people, and those people were saying, "Oh, Alex, this is a meat market. This is a meat market, and uh, when your son is done there, he'll be pumping gas and uh, you know a shell, and then." And, uh, and besides that, uh, you people have weak ankles, so that's not a sport for you. So, And because they said the weak, weak ankle thing, that upset my dad a little bit. I said, my dad said, well, soccer player, basketball players, they don't have problems with weak ankles. So that's my, my dad ended up signing the, the release, whatever, uh, and I was able to go play. Claude was hooked on the game, but even at a young age, he experienced racism. So that's funny. I started watching when, uh, well, that 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 game I watched after in my birthday. That's the year that Montreal wants to Stanley Cup, and I watched the whole series, and I was hooked on Montreal. And then after that was the I think the '72 series, uh, that got me hooked 100. percent So I, I was hooked. That's that was my dream being a hockey player. But throughout my, um, like, uh, you know, the early years, I was always one of the best player on my team, player, uh, player on my team. And then uh, all kind of stuff was happening all the time. And uh, I wasn't, I wasn't a very aggressive uh, person. I'm not an aggressive person, but, uh, but uh, I, uh, one guy would say the N word all game long, and I, I would bump into him and fall on the ice, and I, I would help him up. And that, that's the way it was. But uh, being one of the top players, um, I always, the words left and right, extra slash. I would go to tournaments. I could see people staring at me and pointing to me like I came from another planet. And maybe to them, that's what it was. But but uh, I had, I'm sure I got ton, tons of stories uh, what happened to me growing up. But, uh, you know, coaches, when something would happen, the coaches or teammates would say, uh, suck it up, Claude, he's an idiot. He's, a, you know, things like that. So if I would get mad on the ice, sometimes I would, I would get really mad and I would fight. And right away, all the mics were in my stall around asking me questions, what happened, what happened, because they knew I was a mild-mannered type of player. But every once in a while, 
he'd meet other black players in the game. But before I went uh, junior, there was a black guy in my training camp. Ended up, ended up being my uh, my line mate, uh, Hilton Roggles. So I was first time I saw another. Well, I played with another uh, person of color beside my brother. But before that, I remember like even be, be, before being uh, drafted by uh, Laval, um, the Colise in Quebec, uh, where the ramparts and the Nordiques played, was right across the street from my my school and sometimes we had free tickets to go watch some games and uh, I got to the rink uh, one one day and go back uh, the rampart were playing and here 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 was a black guy uh playing and it was um Vol James and it's oh my god it's possible that there's a guy like Vol James that that is playing junior hockey and and um, so that was the first time that I really saw somebody Soon, Claude was playing junior league hockey for Laval, and the team performed very strongly. Well, uh, we uh, we had the best in the league. We finished first. We had the best record in Canada, I believe. And then, uh, so uh, we're um, uh, Pat Lafontaine played from uh, for the Montreal Junior, and they they finished second behind us, and. Um, we won the uh, first series and the second series, we were playing against an expansion team that surprised a lot of people. And uh, we couldn't do anything against them. They they were trapping us. And we used to have a good transition neutral zone. We just couldn't uh, couldn't do anything. And the coach, uh, the, the coach at that time was Jacques Lemaire. So you can see what just happened there. <laughs> the, he did the trap in the NHL and he started to do it that season there. Uh, that was kind of disappointment because everybody was expecting us to play in Montreal, the Crosstown rival, and uh, the Montreal Forum was sold out for the seven games. Uh, we before the the semi started, so we got upset. So uh, they ended up playing Longueuil, uh, and not us. Soon, Claude's talent was spotted by an NHL team, but things didn't go as planned. Uh, scouts from the Detroit were talking to me, and they thought that it would be perfect for uh, uh, for Detroit because of uh, the black community there and stuff like that. So I got drafted by Detroit. Two weeks after the draft, they sold the franchise to uh, Mike Illich, uh, the pizza guy. And then uh, after that, they dropped all the draft picks. They only kept Murray Craven, and they draw uh, they draw they. Um, uh, it, uh, traded them to the Flyers and everybody else. It's like we were never drafted, and so I didn't know what to do. And the Rangers came, uh, no, the Detroit came back, and they said, "Well, we could give you a, a tryout for Adirondack in the American League, or a, or a contract in the Canada Zoo with twelve thousand a year." And my dad said, "No, no, you're going back to school. You had your shot." And uh, the reason they dropped everything is because they had too many uh, players in the systems. They they had like two farm teams and way too many players, so they were cleaning house. Uh, that was that was so hard. I had the greatest summer after being drafted, and and all of a sudden it's like nothing happened. Now in university, Claude had a chance to play for Canada, and saw it as a path back to the NHL. Well, um, I um, I remember when uh, 
uh, I found out I wasn't going there. I got invited to, to the train the summer camp for uh, uh, the Olympics for Sarajevo. And then I met John Perron at that time. And he mentioned to me uh, that, uh, yeah, we need players in mountains. So I could send you, I could send you some information. So obviously I got caught from that team. And then, uh, but I saw uh, that team winning two national championships. And it looks pretty excited. It's exciting. Uh, my captain, my junior captain, my first year was the captain of that team as well. So, so I knew somebody there. And uh, so I wanted to go there. And then uh, I thought going there, I might have a chance to move up again. And then I was right. So I got an invitation to national teams. I got different uh, NHL invites, but I, I stuck with the national team. If you're enjoying My Hockey Hero and thinking about starting your own hockey card collection, I'd suggest you start with eBay eBay is all about connecting communities and feeling passions. Because of its thriving card collector community, I was able to make my dream come true by collecting the rookie cards of the NHL's black and biracial players. Start your own collection at ebay.ca slash hockey cards. Playing for his country, Claude faced a tough choice, the Olympics or a shot at the NHL. I was supposed to go to Winnipeg uh, training camp. Uh, and I got invited by John Ferguson and then <clears throat> we were in Germany on the way back uh, and uh, Dave King said well you know like I got a call for John Ferguson and uh, they're expecting you at camp and then and then if you go there you lose your opportunity to play in the Olympics and and uh, so you need to make a decision so uh, I was focused on the Olympics so I thought I would say I'll, I'll stick with the national team but I was still in the tryouts and that, that was a gamble, but uh, uh, Winnipeg was pretty upset and uh, they were expecting me. And then and then finally uh, I, I played by, by Christmas, I signed uh, a contract through the Olympics. From there, I got uh, offers from different uh, NHL teams and, and I picked Vancouver. After a brief time in Vancouver, Claude found a home with the New Jersey Devils. Well, but New Jersey, I was doing well. The farm team, I was doing very well. Uh, and then, but they had too many guys on one-way contracts. So they kept telling me, be patient, be patient. I would get called up and play on, play on the top lines and then, then get sent back right away. It was frustrating. Finally, I made it. I made it because uh, they were weak on the left side. I was right at the shot, and then they had Richet, McLean, Paul Lemieux, like, there was no room for me there. So, uh, actually, I, I wanted to go, uh, I asked Lou if I could get out of my contract to go play in Europe, and he said, yeah, give me a couple of weeks, and then we'll do something, and he went dark on me, and all, all of a sudden, I got the letter to go to camp, and uh, I played all nine games um, on the left wing. They were trying me on the left wing. I could play one day with Team A in Boston, in Boston, and then take the, the owners a private jet and fly to San Diego, meet Team B, and, and I think I finished first quarter in the uh, in the in uh, the exhibition games. I guess I played nine games. That helps. But uh, finally, they told me uh, I was staying, and I thought, oh my god, that was unbelievable. 
Things were going well for Claude. However, an injury cost him time away from the ice. His contract ended with the Devils, and he moved on to the Flyers. However, things didn't work out, and Claude tried hockey in Switzerland, but he still faced racism. I found that little town, 14,000 people, um, they couldn't afford a lot, but uh, we thought, let's go put our feet in that uh, in, in Switzerland and then build something from there. But that team, had a, they, they took a long time to sign me. That was me between me and an East Coast League player. And my agent couldn't understand uh, why uh, why uh, they wouldn't want to sign me. And uh, anyway, I played the three years there. Uh, we uh, we won a league championship. That was the biggest upset in Swiss hockey history. Anyway, move forward like uh, ten years later, or whatever. So I'm in Calgary, and the manager comes in and visit. He's, he was good friend with oh, uh, a Swiss goalie for the Flames. So we went for lunch and stuff like that. And they tell me, hey, Claude, you're the best import ever. Uh, you played well for us. Uh, you did everything advice for us. And everybody loved you. And it's a place that nobody would talk to me. Uh, for three years until we won a championship. Uh, some people, uh, I didn't know they spoke French or English. Uh, uh, you know, from the, the grocery clerk to the, my banker. And so they, they were sad that I was going to play in Germany. So... Anyway, I, I tell him, well, if you like me so much, how come it took you so long to um, to sign me? And he said to me, you know what? The, we we thought you were the best for us, but the problem was we had to make sure the uh, uh, the the fans were okay with having a black player on the team and the uh, the sponsors and everything. So uh, over in Switzerland, they they do a referendum for everything uh, for everything. And the referendum said 52% to 47 said, okay, that they got a black player playing. So, But in adversity, he realized he was becoming a role model. The first time I realized that the impact I was having was uh, towards the end of my career, uh, one game in uh, Switzerland, I was uh, uh, at a home game and the reporter wanted to uh, mic me up. To see how uh, to see my leadership when I speak German with some German players, English or French. So we played that game, and then that um, that didn't work. And then uh, so two games later, we go to a place that I used to play against, and had all kind of issues. Um, and then uh, the after the warm up, the reporter came in with a mic, and I thought mm, maybe it's not the right place for that. Anyway, so put the mic on and I step on the ice and there was a big blow up banana with my name on it from blue line to blue line. So oh, it's not going to be good. And we won the game and the fans were all over me. And, and next morning I woke up and I was all in the P, uh, newspapers in Europe. And then uh, uh, from that moment there, um, uh, after every game I played, there's a mom or uh, come in with her kid, a little black kid or interracial kid, or adopted kid, and they wanted to meet me because uh, they thought I was brave. And their kids, since they're novice, they got all kind of problems. And 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 one of my teammates was an adopted black kid as well. He's been with this organization forever. And he said he said to me, nobody ever 
stood up for us. And I was kind of shocked when he said that. And then, uh, and then, the, and then later that year, we, uh, I, I got called to play for the Spangler Cup. And then we had two college kids on that team. And Martin Saint Louis was one of those guys, and uh, and Jamel Meyer. And Myers. So I was doing my sticks, and then Jamal came beside me, and he's watching me. He said, "Claude, you back at college, me and the boys, you know, like when you're playing, we'll get some pops, get get in front of TV and watching a guy like us play." And I was kind of shocked. I didn't, uh, I didn't realize at all that uh, I had a certain impact, and and was retiring that year. So uh, I came back to Calgary, and that's when I think uh, Jerome got traded to Montreal. And I was so curious to see Jerome play. So I bought some tickets, and I was sitting there, and I watched him score a, a goal. And then, and I said, oh, my God, another kid in the NHL, another one. So there's more and more, I thought. And then and then later on, uh, you, you hear that Jer I was one of the guys that they looked up to him and Grant Fuhrer. And, and then, uh, I, and and then more and more every year, I, I run into people. I, I'm on a BIPOC coaching association. It's a, it's a networking for uh, BIPOC coaches. And every time there's there's always somebody tells me, "Oh, you're my idol," or "I looked up to you," and so, uh, and I I was kind of overwhelmed. It was kind of surreal. Lastly, what advice does Claude have for us all? Yeah, if you have a dream, like my dad said, like work hard, you know, and then never give a chance to anybody to uh, tell you you can't do it, and and always make sure uh, you you give you hundred percent, and uh, you're passionate about what you do, and that you're very respectable, and then uh, you know, uh, you know, bring something to the table, and and then things will go well. So. There are good people in the world. There's always sometimes some people in charge, not so good. So you don't take any chances. Just love the game. Be a good, uh, good teammate, a good person, and uh, and then yeah, things will go well. We're proud to be working with Hockey Equality. Hockey Equality is on a mission to create diversity at all levels of the game of hockey by lowering financial barriers for BIPOC, female, and other equity-deserving youth hockey players. If you've been moved by the stories shared on this podcast and want to help make hockey accessible to all, check out HockeyEquality.org. If you've enjoyed this podcast but would like to dive deeper, then check out our extended version of this interview at Recognize, Black Hockey Heroes of the NHL. You can click on the link in the show notes or find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can see the cards of the players in my collection at blackhockeycards.com. This has been a Podstarter production. production.